Hello and welcome to the Hodges Hall podcast, coming to you from the basement of Hodges Hall, the home of LSU's student media. I'm a cold Zoist Manners. And I'm Chris Calderon, and I bet the spread. The spread you are referring to, of course, is the 13-point spread uh, between LSU and Arkansas. And uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things today. Some silly season stuff has started. We might talk some Saints as well. But let's start with LSU's victory over Arkansas, an unconvincing retention of the golden boot. Yeah, unconvincing is right. I, I mean... It's not like this was a curveball for us. I mean, we said it was going to be tough. I, it pretty much happened. I, I want to say that it pretty much happened the exact way I thought it would. LSU got off to a, a good start, and then it was the sandwich performance. Let Arkansas get back into it, and had Nick Brosette scored at the very end, that's a lot where a lot of the controversy comes from. Uh, LSU would have covered, and I would have been exactly right because I predicted 31-17. The final score was 24. So I think that's the real reason he didn't. Uh, he he slid. He heard the pot. Yeah, no, he listened and he was like, you know, I like that Chris guy and Zoyce can't be right. So yeah, like we said, LSU got off to a lackadaisical start. I, I believe actually Arkansas had back-to-back sacks on one of their one of their first few drives, um, which kept the crowd in it. And honestly, it really didn't give LSU fans much to be proud of. You know, that's that's. Back-to-back weak performances from the offensive line, to be honest with you. That's very that's bad performance against takeaways. Arkansas. And, I mean, this Arkansas team isn't particularly good. I mean, I'm not going to say that, you know, their, their, their defensive line, you know, won't give anybody some, some, some struggles. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to be better. And, and that was really the story of the game for why LSU was only able to score, you know, 14 heading into the locker room for halftime. It was a four, it was essentially a fourteen to three game. It should have been fourteen to nothing. It was a it was a weird ending the first half. Both quarterbacks fumbled, yeah, and well, essentially gifted Arkansas a uh, a field goal that I'm not really sure they did te- really deserved. Yeah, but. that that's rough too. That and that's a huge momentum sw- uh, swing heading into the locker room. Now LSU did prevent a touchdown. There. Yeah, they did. That, that that was a great defensive stand. Once again, I thought the defense played uh, pretty well. Kind of turned off at the end there. Yeah, well, that, let's, get back yeah, into we'll, we'll talk to talk about that. But uh, LSU did. I mean, it's a great third quarter, ten unanswered points, and you know, I, I think at that point a lot of fans were saying, you know, this game's about to be over mm-hmm. with. You know, LSU's kind of running away with this. I, might, even, I might, may or may not have been one of well, those. Well, you know, even I was saying like, man, you know, LSU might end up making this look uglier than what it started out as as being, and then Arkansas Arkansas scored fourteen unanswered in the fourth quarter. Just LSU's, LSU's offense, offense just turned could off. Could not do anything. Yeah, exactly. Could not do anything. Is this the beginning of the end for uh, Steve Ensminger? I know. We, I, I know. I talked about him at length last week, uh, and you did as well, thinking that you know he might be done after this year. But I'm pretty sure that LSU fans are, are tired of seeing an offense that we were told was going to be different. It is right, but it seems like we're doing a lot of the same things, just lined up differently. It's so weird. This offense. I mean, look, no, uh, to your question, no one's above scrutiny, and I think it is, true. It is time to look at Steve Ensminger and say, is, is he the right fit for, for this offense moving forward? You know, there, were, there were points in the season where I, where I told myself, you know, this, this LSU offense, you know, it's, it's more exciting than, they had than good it's games. ever been. Yeah. They had some good games. Absolutely. There's just, it's, just, it's just been too inconsistent, and, and the O-line hasn't helped. Uh, like That's we very said, true. Like That's we said about true. the Alabama game, I mean, it's hard to – to judge an offensive scheme when you're essentially snapping the ball and getting tackled immediately. You know, history would have it that he hasn't scored against Alabama. You know, his offenses haven't scored it's against not, Alabama. It's not even about Alabama necessarily because I think there's such a talent talent, talent gap, yes, between the two teams. 
And, you know, shooting for Alabama is not attainable for LSU right now, even if they're number seven in the latest CFP ranking, you know, kind of just staying at number seven and a top ten team. Uh, Alabama shouldn't be the aim. It should be, you know, really imposing LSU's will on a lot of these smaller teams like Arkansas. I know it was cold, but it just seemed like when it really mattered, LSU just stagnated. And look, it's tough. It's tough to, to get up after a game like the Alabama game to a, to a, a one in one in seven Arkansas no two two and seven Arkansas team right. you know away on the road it's cold I mean that's not easy to do but you know I, I believe Ogeron said last week I mean prior to this game that it's the biggest game of the season because it gets the team where they they want to go okay at, at, at the end of the at the end of the day you're still playing for a New Year's Six bowl game I mean you, absolutely right and so the fact that LSU came out and just honestly really sleptwalked you know, through this game, especially in the front and back ends, like we said, the sandwich, uh, it's not, it really doesn't bode well for, for, you know, Steve Ensminger's future or this team winning out even. I mean, look, I know they have Rice coming up next. That's, that's going to be, but, but. One of the worst teams in college football. A&M is not someone you can sleepwalk against. I know that's That's two weeks away, but you're not going to be able to sleepwalk against that team. They played a really good Clemson team close, probably should have won that game. So, we're kind of nitpicking about LSU's performance. Right, yeah. LSU could have lost this game, you know, 30-degree weather in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Nobody wants to be in Arkansas ever, just full stop. But especially when it's 30 degrees, uh, no one wants to be there. And so the win is important. LSU will that take the win. Important. That's, you know, not convincing. You know, convincing or not. A win is a win. The win the win is the win and inches LSU closer to New Year's Six Bowl game, which, as you know, we have said last week, we set the precedent that winning out New Year's Six Bowl, success for this season. Absolutely. And again, I mean, final score could have been a bit different. What, what are your thoughts on on Brissette not scoring? Because it, it it seemed like he, you know, it he, was the right thing to do. Okay, I I don't really agree with that. Well, I mean, I know like if you're if you're nervous about you know scoring, giving them a chance. Uh, what I was just confused about was you know he went down, he got the first down, then went down to the one, which makes sense. Uh, but then he tried to score. It looked they like. instead of kneeling the ball, they just ran it two more times. Right. I, I didn't get that. It, it really appeared that you know he slid, so so he gave himself up, and then it looked like he tried to score, and then it looked like he didn't try to score again on the second running right. play, and then tried to score on the last one. Right. It's just I, I, I was I was a bit confused. I don't really know if it, if look he shouldn't have gotten you know grilled like he did on social media. A- anyone who's 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 grilling him or who bet the spread like look I realize. Uh, Betting in sports is a very touchy subject here, but, but I mean, come on. I, no, ultimately, you don't want to, if you're scared about them going and scoring two touchdowns, you know, a touchdown, onside kick, touchdown, they can't do any of that if you have the ball kneeling it. And they right, have, yeah, they have no, I get that. Ball. It's just the, the chances of that happening, touchdown, I know, but kick, still, it could. so minute. It still it's could. It's so minute. It still could. And there, you know what? It's minute, yes, but if you had the ball, it's 0%. I mean, look, Unless with this, with this offense, snap. I don't know. Yeah, with fumble this offense, snap I don't know. On, on but, a kneel. But, Have I we mean, even seen LSU kneel? I don't remember the last time we've seen LSU take a knee, but that's kind of besides the point. That's, that's a good uh, – that could be a good trivia question now. Is that'd it be a my hard trivia one. question? Am I just planting the seed that'd for the question? That would be a hard one to find. But, um, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like I understand why he, why he slid. But I can't this, believe we're going to talk about this for, like, more than I'm just saying, minute. in this day and age of college football, style points matter. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's it. That's kind of a big beating Arkansas by by more than s- seven. You know. Yeah, I know. I because you get the you get the twenty point. Look I know. LSU, with the thirty and in the, where you know one team's in the teens and one team's in the thirties, so it looks even bigger, even though it's just fourteen points. 
Look, I know LSU held ground, too, in the college football playoff. They're number seven still. I, I mean, I have no issue with anything of that nature in this game. I'm just saying it, it was a confusing moment for me. I was trying to understand what was going on. And I know a lot of fans were, and a lot were upset. But who cares? I don't know. It is what if it I'm, is. If I'm Nick Brosette, yeah, I don't care. We, we got to win. And that's basically what he said. See, so let's talk about this upcoming game against Rice. Senior day, LSU, last home game of the season. It kind of seems weird. You had a murderer's row of home games. You have Georgia, uh, State, Alabama, and then you end it with Rice, who's 1-8 or 1-9 this year. It's, uh, LSU opens as a 43-point favorite, or at least did at Arkansas. I don't, think, I don't think there's any way LSU covers that. No, no, no way. No uh, that's, way. That's safe to bet against. Uh, but, I mean... Rice is bad. Rice is one in ten. Rice barely one in ten. One in ten. So Rice barely their one win is against Arkansas Pine Bluff, and I think they only beat them by a score. And that team is not an FBS team. Arkansas Pine Bluff. They lost to UTEP. They had the UTEP had the longest losing streak in the UTEP country had, before yeah. playing Rice. Shout out to the Miners. So now Rice has the longest losing streak in the country. That was really the losers' bowl. I guess if any game could be considered the toilet bowl, it's Rice versus. Do you ever UTEP. read uh, ESPN does this thing where they put out the bottom ten? So they put the top, the worst ten teams in the country. Yeah, I've and, never read that. And so uh, Rice is number one. UTEP was uh, was number one. And so whenever they see a uh, a, a bottom ten team face off, they call it bottom ten game day. It's kind of funny, but only LSU could have a a tough schedule where they're playing two number one teams in completely different categories. <laughs> there you go. And Rice. How, you can't. I mean, this schedule is just ridiculous. Played, Another top ten team. We this played the Rice. very top, and now we're going to play the very bottom. Yeah. That that's full circle. Talk about sandwich. Yeah, life's, life's a flat flat time circle. I don't think you got that exactly no, right. not at all. I'll let it slide. So, um, we'll so, see some guys with playing time. Right. We should. Miles so, Brennan might play. Miles Brennan might play. Uh, we'll, we'll see a lot of seniors uh, play. LSU's at a 99.5% chance to win this game. Uh, I don't think there's any right. way Rice wins, dude. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> will Rice score? I don't know if they'll score. The only reason I'm saying LSU doesn't cover is because LSU's offense is not going to score that many points. Mm. Like, it's just not going to happen. Especially if you guys got cycling in and out, you know, Miles Brennan starts playing. You guys have to establish a rhythm. You're not scoring 42. Rice is allowing 440 yards of offense. Wow. That's not good. No, it's not. It's not. But uh, I don't know. I, I just don't see LSU's offense having that much success against anybody. Common opponent, La Tech. Both teams have played Louisiana Tech. Uh how they do against them? 28-13 loss. Wow. You know, I think Louisiana they put up 13? Tech, I think Louisiana Tech was the most impressive non-conference game we've had thus far. I mean, that's a pretty low bar to set. I'm just saying, I thought, like, we, sh- we struggled with them a, li- a bit. Sandwich, man. Sandwich performance. Uh, I'll just go ahead and predict this one, and we can get this game out of the way and talk yeah. about other more pertinent things. I'm going to say LSU wins this 42 to nothing. Doesn't cover. Because the line, I think, is exactly right now the line is 42. So you push. I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say LSU's gonna win this thing 31 nothing. Two goose eggs. You know, see that. You know what? I think Rice. Let's is give him something. Let's give him two. I'm a, a two holding in the end zone. I have, Rice gets two points. That's honestly that that could happen. Yeah. I, okay, so I'm saying 31 two. 31 to two. All right. I'll I'll stick with the 40 uh, the 42 to nothing. Wouldn't that be no, something? No, I'll stick with I'll stick with 41 because I bet we get uh, Cole Trace some field goals. I bet we stall out. Our offense is gonna feel so bad for Rice that we're gonna give them points. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I, I can just see it now. When, when we lose to Rice next week and Coach O is fired, uh, you know, we'll play this and laugh. Uh, before we move on to non-LSU things, I want to talk about the biggest win for LSU this, this week, and it was the commitment of John Emery, five-star running back. This guy is 
He's not Fournette, but he's the number two running back prospect in the country, according to 247. Emory was a guy who was committed to Georgia, then after LSU dominated Georgia, decommitted, and now is coming to LSU. He's a Louisiana guy. And we've heard Coach O talk about putting up this wall around LSU and keeping these good prospects in. What are your thoughts? And do you agree that it's the biggest win of the week for LSU? Oh, I, well, okay, in football, yeah. I mean, we, we play other sports here, man. Basketball, soccer, doing well. Oh, soccer, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sorry, that's a big win. We didn't even talk about uh, LSU's SEC championship in soccer last week. Oh, we I feel kind of bad. Dude, I feel bad, too. Hopefully, hopefully all the soccer we'll talk some soccer. We'll talk some soccer right after we talk about uh, oh, Okay, yeah, so back to John Emery. Football I mean, to football. It is a big pickup, and like you said, uh, Ogeron has made a point uh, to put a fence around Louisiana, and I believe... Emory's commitment gives LSU nine of the top, nine of the top ten Louisiana prospects. Um, so he's so he's doing I'll pretty take well. Word for it. I don't know. Yeah, no. Um, I'm pretty sure that that's what I saw on the internet and everything there is true. Um, but I think I think it's a big pickup for LSU. I think it's. Uh, I kind of had a feeling when he decommitted from Georgia. Uh, that right after gonna, the loss yeah, to LSU, yeah. Yeah, I just had a feeling. People were excited about it. Um, that he was going to end up choosing LSU, but. Exciting nonetheless, and it's, it is a big pickup. We're, LSU, like we said, for this year, heading into the year, LSU really didn't have that big name back you know, to rely upon. The first, we talked about this the first podcast, like the first year, that there's not a star running back you know, here. And, I mean, although Brossette and Edwards-Hilaire have, have done well, uh, we still haven't seen you know, star performance from, from, the, from a, the running back position this year. So, I don't know. I mean, this, this, this is a big pickup for Coach O. You know, you have Tyrion Davis coming in as well as the number six running back. Yeah. Two, no, four, I, seven, we're, native. We're, re, we're definitely rebuilding that stable of backs. And so you've got Edward Zilaire, who's going to be, I don't know if he's going to be the number one guy. I think Emery might be the number one guy. And then you have Elaire and uh, Davis as well getting some touches. What happens to you know, some of the other guys? Chris Curry, uh, Tay Provence, Leonard Fournette is still hanging around in the depths of the depth chart. It, it's, it's, it's a... A reload at running back. It's yeah, not a rebuilding absolutely. thing. It's, a, it's just a quick reload. Yep, I agree. Big pickup. Before we talk about soccer, I want to talk about college football coaching and the crazy things that happen during the... It's not even off-season yet, but it's already begun. The carousel has begun. The coaching carousel. So Kansas, we talked about Les Miles taking the Kansas job, and you said that Kansas is five years away from being a 10-win team, which you know I sure hope it happens if Les Miles goes. But on Twitter, the KU charter plane, this is a tweet, the KU charter plane just took off from Lawrence Municipal Airport with occupants entering via a side road not accessible to the public. We did not see who was on the flight, but fly tracker info has indicated that the plane is destined for Baton Rouge. So everybody freaked out Les Miles. Then Ross Dellinger, Delhi, who's former advocate, now SI guy, said, it's not what you think, per peoples who I know. You know, you know what's not getting enough attention? What's that in this story? Is that Kansas actually has people who watch flights. Like, what? Come on now. What? There's not a lot to do in Lawrence. I mean, what, what is going on? I, I'm sorry, but that, that's ridiculous to me. Now, they have guys watching flights to see. Well, now, let me just say, let me just say, Ross Dellinger said it's not about Les Miles. So is it about, like, Aranda or some other guy on LSU's How'd staff? you jump to Aranda? Well, I mean, who else would it be? Who, Does it have from? to be from LSU? Well, Does he have to have an LSU connection? Is this plane maybe, maybe from not. Louisiana? Don't Why don't you talk to your flight watchers, man? Well, I guess we're gonna. I guess we're leaving this topic then. No, no, no. We're not leaving the topic. I'm just saying, like, like I don't know how how we can immediately. Maybe maybe it's Tom Herman. Why would he go to Baton Rouge then? Why would who go to Baton Rouge? The plane's going to Baton Rouge. Dude, this is a lovely city. The food here is second to none. Listen, I've lived here for two years. I've been an LSU student. I vehemently disagree with that assertion that it's a beautiful city. 
this guy, whoever this is, heard about how great the traffic is here, and he immediately. I need said, to see how good these roads are down here in Baton Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It, I, I mean, I, I have serious doubts. If it's Aranda or anybody else on this staff, I, I have serious doubts about them taking the job. I mean, it's just not realistic to to have Dave Aranda go. Or I mean, maybe Ensminger. Maybe he wants to play against competition that more suits his offense. His offense would be right at home in, in Kansas. Oh yeah, yeah. They lost to Nickel State this year. Really? Yeah. First game of the season. Well, good. Good for Nickel State. Repping the yeah. repping the home squad. It's go, uh, go, Colonels. Um, Colonels. Yes, the Colonels. All right. Let's let's talk about something else. Quick soccer hit. I know you hate it when I bring up soccer. No, LSU, no, this is, this is soccer. Good. LSU women's soccer, SEC champions. First SEC title. This is a week old. Old news, but they did it on back-to-back uh, penalty shootout wins, and then they did it again in the NCAA first round because they won the SEC title. They got to host a game against Boston. And went to penalties, Carolyn Brockmeyer, the goalkeeper. The keeper. Just unbelievable on penalties. You know, so I don't know much about soccer, but I do know. What? I do know that any time a keeper has the performance on penalties that Four she saves did, out of five. Right. That's of. remarkable. In I any, mean, that is in, truly remarkable. Like, here, like, keepers become cult heroes for European club teams if they save three in a shootout. Right. You know, saving four and doing it consistently because she's just making saves left and right. No pun intended. Just in three shootouts in a row, it seems like LSU kind of has their recipe and sticking to it. Yeah, because I mean, the LSU team's definitely punching above their weight at this point of the season. They're going to Tallahassee to play a USC team who's kind of number one in their bracket. They're kind of quadrant of the bracket, so to speak. Uh, it seem it would seem like you know because the penalties tend to be a lottery. It would suit the underdog to take it to penalties where it kind of the the talent gap you know kind of is is put together because yeah. everybody's doing the same thing right. you know shooting from from twelve yards out. I will say that that again I don't know much about soccer. Uh, that's an evergreen tweet for you, but uh, I would have liked to have seen a score a little more on the penalties. I mean I, fe- I feel like right. We so really LSU missed with, three. Yeah, I would prefer to not have that happen in a penalty shoot. Like like I mean it essentially came down to the goalie. Be, to both goalies because because no one was making any and shots. you can't expect a goalie to save uh, a keeper to save like you, a keeper saved three she got to have some help from from the, her her offensive players who are taking the penalties you can't like what else could she have done besides save all five obviously you know what man that's a really good question but in Baton Rouge these fans find answers to questions like that yeah, that's so true. I guarantee you I guarantee you there yeah. would have been some blame to go I can't around believe Steve Ensminger didn't save the fifth penalty <laughs> gosh yeah but good for the soccer team really exciting oh, stuff. Saints beat the uh, Bengals, just absolute domination. If Drew Brees is not the MVP leader, I don't know who is at this point. Yeah, so uh, 21 usually... touchdowns, one interception. I know Patrick Mahomes is having a good season, but Drew Brees is just. It, he threw for 88. Unreal. He completed 88% of his passes. On it's Sunday. unheard of um, what he's done. 20 touchdowns to one interception. 21 touchdowns. 21 almost. touchdowns to one interception. Uh, it's funny because usually I joke when I'm watching games, you know, the team scores the go ahead points or puts the, puts the dagger in the game. Uh, and you you see fans start to leave. You know, I usually say fire drill. You know, and, <laughs> and where but and there was a, an actual fire drill. You know, really in Cincinnati? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, wow. there, there was a there was an incident with the fire alarm, before when the Saints were walking in, and, and Sean Payton actually smashed the fire alarm. So so they're wondering if charges should be pressed against him. Isn't that a federal offense? Yeah, I think it is. Oh, that's tampering with a smoke detector on a plane. Uh, I think it is illegal though to break a fire. No, alarm. it is. It is. Uh, so, so they were talking Especially about that. Especially in a that. public area. But uh, I'm sure it's taxpayer funded the stadium. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Fire, so the fire drill happened early, both you know figuratively and actually. But the Saints are absolutely on a roll. Uh, I think they have the best odds to win the Super Bowl. Twenty-one percent chance. 
Um, they do not. Been yet. They. <laughs> yeah. So as you can see, why I do so poorly betting the spread. Right. Yeah. Um, don't take that 41 percent chance to win the Super Bowl. They actually don't have the highest chance to gain home field advantage because the Rams have a bit of an easier schedule mm-hmm. uh, on the back end. Now the Saints obviously have the win over the Rams yes. head to head. So yeah. if the Saints and the Rams both would like have to the see, same record at the end, would like to see the Rams lose one more, give the Saints some cushion. They play the, uh, the they play the Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. There were some issues with. Uh, they were going to play in Mexico City. Yeah, now it's and then it turns out that who knew that soccer playing soccer on a pitch actually tears it up. So. They're not going to play at the Azteca. Azteca! Yeah. I think they were going to play at the Azteca. If it's in Mexico City, I can't imagine where yeah, else no. it would be. I, that, that's where it was going to be at. But, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Saints are doing really well right now. LSU's got, got a great record. Um, LSU basketball unbeaten. Beaten. LSU basketball un, unbeaten. Really exciting team yeah, Will Wade's putting together. There, there's a lot to be happy about for sports in this state. It's probably all going to fall apart by January, but let's enjoy it right, right now. Right, so after LSU loses uh, the next 20 basketball games and loses the next two football games, and the Saints will find a way to uh, lose to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Secede from the NFL. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be annoying. Uh, all right, trivia time. Let's go trivia. Yes. So uh, I'll start because we had a, a little snafu, a little faux pas with your trivia question, and we'll get to that a little bit later. So LSU plays Rice this week, and then A and M the next week. So two teams from Texas back to back. My question to you is: When's the last time this happened for LSU playing two Texas teams back to back? In the regular season, I know just how impossible this question is going to be. So it's an not answer. it's not one you can get. There is, as all my qu- uh, trivia questions seem to have, there's like a a different answer, answer which you can get yes. half credit for, uh, because I gave the stipulation regular season. It's happened since with so, involving. So what you're a, referring to would be the 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 caveat to this would be the A and M Texas Tech right when in we 15. played them in the bowl game. Right. So you get half credit. Yeah, I, I'll get half credit, but. Uh, I know how long it took you to look this the real answer up, and I'm just going to when was the last time, or who were the teams? Uh, I'll give you I who were the teams. Okay. Because that might be a little so easier. So I'm probably going to go with, um, let's go Rice, and let's go like a wild team, like North Texas. Uh, so it was actually Texas A&M and Rice. Okay. So you got Rice right, and I know so I, I, I know I, you knew that we else you'd played uh, Rice and Texas A&M a lot back in the day. Yeah. Uh, in 1975, LSU opened the season with a loss at Nebraska, seven to ten. Then a loss to Texas A&M at home, number eleven, eight to thirty-nine, and then beat Rice the next week, sixteen to thirteen, at uh, at Shreveport at State Fair Stadium. There we go. Another another State Fair Stadium sighting uh, in this trivia question. Not fairgrounds, but yeah. we'll do. I'm sure they played uh, in the fairgrounds against Rice before that uh, season. That '75 season actually included a uh, forfeit win over Mississippi State, which technically went down as a six to sixteen win. Wow. Uh, news to me. Wild. Wow, that is news to me. I don't remember that year too well. Okay, so... We make that joke jump, every t- week. T- <laughs> every week we make that joke. <laughs> that's really... That's really... We got to retire right. that one. But, um, okay, so my trivia question, as Zois referred to, um, he, he's decided that he can't beat me in trivia, so he has to... You cheat. left the answer up on your phone, dude. What am I supposed to do? I was moving... Yeah. You put your phone where yeah, I had to leave my computer. on your phone. Oh, on my phone. How convenient of a... St- of a tale for you to tell our listeners. So I've changed the question. Okay, good. A little bit. You'll probably still get it because we've extensively looked up. Our, our, our questions are more or less one of the same year. But when was the last time LSU played two Texas teams in the same year? In the same year. Okay, so you want the teams or the year? No, the teams. You can go Okay. So just, you know, to be completely upfront with the, the listener of this podcast... 
Well, I saw that you had Sam Houston uh, State yes, up on your, on your phone. Mm -hmm. So I know we played them in Leonard Fournette's first year, the Bearcats, and I'm sure A&M was in, LSU played A&M that same year. So was that, was that it? Obviously, you had the A&M uh, tech thing. Is that you're sneaking around? You didn't stipulate regular season. Is it regular season or just the season? I don't know, man. Maybe you should fix your listening skills. Oh, wow. I don't get, I don't get to reread the question. Um, so I'll say A&M and Tech. Uh, yeah, no, so that, that's right. I didn't okay. stipulate. So the, the question was originally going to be regular season. Okay. And it would have been, been, been kind of a Zoist question where you could have answered Texas Tech A&M okay. and gotten the partial credit. Um, but I was originally the, the original answer was last time in the regular season, and it was Sam Houston and A&M. And fun fact about Sam Houston is, uh, I think I'm I'm not sure if this is true or not. I googled it. Well, it's a it fact. Was, it better it was, be true. It was it was tough to find. Alternative fun fact. Yeah. So uh, Sam Houston's full name, I think it is. I don't know. His his full name was Sam Houston State Bearcat. I thought okay. So I was under the impression <laughs> no, that it was uh, it was the Sam Houston Institute of Technology, but they dropped the IT because you can't say. But you can't say how funny is that? Sam you can't say the acronym. Of yes, that. Sam Houston Institute of Technology. They had to drop the IT because so the, the so, acronym is not pleasant. So, so I'm from South Carolina. Breaking news. I bring this up every week. But there's uh, Furman University. That's a school in in South Carolina that LSU actually played relatively recently in the Mettenberger era, so to speak. And they're the Paladins now. But there's always this like growing up, they would always say that Furman became the Paladins because they used to be the Christian Knights. Um, wow. So it'd be so you had the Furman University Christian Knights, and that that acronym can't be said either. Uh, so I don't know if like either of those are true. They're fun stories, but it's definitely something you can say um, <laughs> yeah. out loud. Yeah, I mean, without look, the risk of being sued for slander. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, well, this counts as publication, so you could run into some issues. Anyway, that's gonna wrap it up for this week. You can follow me on Twitter at Matters. and myself at Twitter at Kelder11. That's it from us. We will be back next week.